I think that a lot of people go from working a job into starting a business because of freedom, time, freedom, flexibility, and also the uncapped amount that you can make financially. But then they make the mistake of grinding it out for all these years and then they're behind on their bills and things of that nature. listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by the Move to Millions book. If you are a millions-minded entrepreneur or small business owner, I mean, but of course you are because you're listening to the Move to Millions podcast, go now to movetomillionsbook.com, order your copy of this amazing book and join our Move to Millions book squad, which will entitle you to some amazing bonuses and incentives and time with yours truly. Go to Move to Millions book dot com and order your copy today. I am so excited to share this episode with you. You probably have noticed that all season long, I've been bringing you primarily clients who have worked with me in the past or that are currently enrolled in our Move to Millions Mastermind. And today's episode is just as spectacular. I am going to present to some and introduce to others of you the Jaden Doye. Jaden is such a breath of fresh air. I love being in his space, his energy, the way he thinks, the way he moves. Everything is really powerful. So this is why I'm so glad that you have that Move to Millions podcast notebook because you're going to be filling it up today with so many gems. Jaden Doye was not always the financial guru that he is today. Growing up in a household just shy of the federal poverty line in Prince George's County, Maryland, he knew the importance of money management, but did not have the tools to create the financial stability he so desperately craved. Graduating from Towson University with a BS in accounting and incurring a large amount of debt, Jaden was determined to make a change. With little hard work and a lot of sacrifice, Jaden became independent, gained professional growth as an accountant at a small CBA firm in Atlanta, and eventually became a certified public accountant. Over the past five years, he's worked with clients in just about every industry, helping them not only expand their financial portfolios, but to create plans that ensure financial stability and minimize taxability. During the first two years of building his own CPA firm, Prestige Accounting Solutions, Jaden discovered his niche, professional service providers. He realized that many sought after the lifestyle he lives, which includes living debt-free, a monthly, you heard me say that, right? A monthly mandatory vacation and delegating and elevating a team to operate a profitable business that does not require the owner's full attention. Are you excited? During his second year of business, Jaden became a certified profit first professional. And now he teaches the profit first method to business owners, which guarantees their business will generate profits. As a CPA, Jaden's goal is to help entrepreneurs like himself gain independence, eliminate debt, and create a unique action plan to bring more to their bottom line while paying less in taxes. Y'all, this conversation, just like every conversation I bring you here on the podcast, was so rich. Oh my gosh, that is a reason why I am calling this episode Profits Over 
poverty. I want you to grab that notebook. You might even want to grab a tissue because there are going to be some moments that Jaden invites you to take a look at where you come from. As he reminds you, it's not where you're from. It's about where you're going and your ability to understand the significance of how you see things and seeing things to create the shifts of what you want to experience in your life experience is your key to making the move to millions. Let's jump into my conversation with the Jaden Doye. Welcome to the Move to Millions podcast, Jaden. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay, y'all, let me be, I'm gonna have Jaden introduce himself in his own words in just a second, but let me tell you what I love about Jaden. What I love about Jaden, first and foremost, is that he is so clear on who he is and he's unapologetic about it. He marches to the beat of his own drum and he is not concerned if anybody else is dancing. That's what I love about you. And the other thing I love about you is that you implement. If I give you an idea or a suggestion, the next time we talk about it is after you've done it. And I think you can do that because you hold so much confidence in who you are, the work that you do and what you bring to the table for people. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Y'all, he's being really subdued right now. And we'll see how much of his personality comes out <laughs> in oh, the conversation. Yeah, but take a minute, Jaden, and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. Thank you. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Jaden Doye. They call me the law firm CPA, and I help firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights using specialized accounting strategies. And I am honored to be here today. I got a third thing that I love about you. I love that you are you just travel. Yeah, like you just get up and go. And and I love that you've even brought that into your business to help other people, specifically attorneys, since those are the clients that you love working with allow them to be able to take vacation. Cause I don't, I think that's like an anomaly anomaly for attorneys. Like they don't really vacation. They work yeah. a lot. Yeah. So some people have the excuse of the trial calendar, mm -hmm. but a lot of times if you put in your days ahead of time, then they won't schedule you to have trial on certain days. So that that's a big thing. And then other people, they just have excuses like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I have too much to do or or kids and it's like anything that you give me I can I can give you a reason why that's not a good enough excuse because somebody can watch the kids and then if you if you feel like you can't leave because you have too much work to do that means you need to delegate some of the work that you're doing because you're doing too much and a lot of times it's like the time that people put into their business doesn't match the money that comes into their bank account mm. and I have to break it down to them like that like you only Right now, the revenue that's coming in is really like a part-time job. So you should really not be working more than 20 hours in this business. Now, if you were by yourself and you were bringing in a full-time salary for yourself, plus still having a profit, then it would make sense. But I really have to make it clear to sometimes, sometimes you're doing too much stuff that's outside of your wheelhouse. You should not be doing your own website. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you should not be, I mean, social media, there's a certain aspect of it that you should do, but some of it you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be trying to do your full funnel from the beginning to end. You should just be get, providing the content for someone to do it for you. And a lot of the work that people are doing, if attorneys, if your billable hour is supposed to be $300 an hour, stop doing all the $10 an hour work. Mm -hmm. And so when I break it down to them like that, then they understand, oh, I'm the reason why the money's not flowing the way it's supposed to be flowing. 
I'm the bottleneck. That's good. I mean, you said the time you put into your business doesn't match what goes into your bank account. That's a whole word. And this is one of the things why I was waiting for us to have this conversation to talk to you about. I do want to get more into you and how you like where it came from this this desire to travel and to make it non-negotiable that you travel what once a quarter you're going somewhere once a month what? At the, oh, at, oh, actually now elevated. yeah yeah now I'm doing twice a month nice I love that yeah. so I want to talk about that and I okay. also want to talk about what is probably the impetus of why they're working more than the money is actually going into their bank account for a second let's let's take a sidebar and Okay, so now we're at when I first met you, I think you were traveling once a quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you went to once a month and now we're doing twice a month. Like, why is it so important to you that the work that you do affords you the opportunity to see the world? That's a great question. I think we first need to take a trip down memory lane. So before I started my business, I was working at a CPA firm where I was the only black person. It was a very toxic environment. Like you said, I'm an implementer. So when I learn new things, I'm going to implement it immediately. So the firm was started a few years before I was born. And some of the standard procedures that they did also was from the 90s. (laughs) And unfortunately, to grow and scale a business, you can't keep those same methodologies that you had back in 1997. Mm -hmm. So because the workplace was so toxic, every six months, somebody would quit and then they would give that that workload to me. So by the time I left, I was responsible for over 300 clients. And before leaving, we shifted my station So my desk was right by the window. And so I will work these long hours staring out the window, just imagining where, you know, where I could be. And we were restrained. We weren't allowed to take time off during tax season. So for four months out the year, I can't travel, which Mm -hmm. is crazy because there was Mardi Gras in February. Mm -hmm. You know, there were all these festivals and things that I was not able to take advantage of. I literally had to work 60 hours a week. And so I would just imagine myself on a beach in the in the or by the pool in a chair with my laptop categorizing transactions. I said, why do I have to be in the office for this? Mm -hmm. And so I made sure that that when I when I created my own business, I would create a business that afforded me to do so. In addition to that, I had migraines, which I didn't know was a real thing. I thought Mm. people were making it up until my last year when I had a headache every single day. And then um, I also started to get anxiety when I would pull into the work parking lot. Mm. And this is also new to me because, you know, in the black community, we don't really talk about mental health like that. And so I did not understand what was going on until I started to go through my healing journey years after leaving that toxic situation. So now as a business owner, it's important to me to travel every month because one, it allows me to connect with my ideal client avatar that's not Mm -hmm. directly um, in my city or state. Mm -hmm. Two, it allows me to reach new people and get on stages that uh, may not be available locally. Mm -hmm. And three, it provides me new insight. So when I go to Mexico or I go to different cities where the culture is different, it allows me to see a new culture. And and when you see new things, your brain actually shifts. Mm. You know, organisms, once they they are exposed to new stimulus, the organism grows or it, it improves. So the more and more we 
positivity and different cultures we expose our brain to, the more innovative we get as business owners. And mm -hmm. so um, that's very important for me. Also on a sense of money mindset, um, it, it I like to go, uh, I love Mexico because when I go to Mexico, I see people that are so happy with so little. Mm -hmm. And so it really uh, keeps me grounded and I can enjoy nice things in life, but I don't really feel the need to have anything just to show off. Mm -hmm. If I have nice things, it's because I genuinely want it, not because I want people to be impressed with the yeah. material things that I have. Yeah. So, I mean, Jaden, I'm so imp I'm so impressed. I'm impressed by a lot about you, but I'm impressed by everything that just came out of your mouth. And let me tell you why. At your age, I was not as grounded. <laughs> I was not as knowledgeable about life and what it was really all about. And what I love about that is that, you know, in a lot of ways, you are just getting started. And the power that is on the inside of you, the world has so many years to experience it. And I'm, I'm actually really excited and grateful for other people that they're going to get to experience the brilliance and the wealth of knowledge that is on the inside of you. I am literally blown away right now. And I know you, I mean, you've been my client for two years and I knew how great you were, but just listening to you right now, like, I'm like, you are greatness. Thank you. And, and to be as brilliant as you are, and to be as grounded as you are, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just blown away. I don't know. I feel like I'm fangirling right now. Like, like I'm yeah. just like, it this comes, boy is, you're the real deal. Yeah, it comes from, uh, you know, uh, 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 so many different life experiences. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for one, growing up in poverty, growing up in poverty is traumatic. Let's be clear. And a lot yeah. of people, uh, you know, now, I actually was diagnosed with depression this year. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that. it makes sense as we were going down the journey of all of the things that I've experienced in mm -hmm. my life, um, because I've experienced so much trauma over the years. And as you and as I was and so many things I've had to experience and do alone, like even moving to Atlanta, I moved to Atlanta with uh, just a car full of clothes no job, no friends, no family, mm -hmm. and really no money. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've experienced all of these things alone and I've had to keep face, as they say, through those things. Mm -hmm. um, and as I, when I was younger, I saw the way to get out of poverty. I knew that it was not meant for me. Everybody else was normalizing it, but I said, look, I'm really a millionaire. My bank account just doesn't show it yet. Yeah. So uh, if I learned college was the way to get out of here, then I'm getting out of here and I'm not coming back. I told my parents straight up, just to let y'all know, I'm never moving back in with y'all. I would rather live in a car than live with y'all again. Mm. So I went to college, got my education. And even after that, I continued my education. And even now as a business owner, mm -hmm. I don't ever pretend to know everything. I yeah. always want to continue to learn because as you can continue to work that brain muscle, you continue to be a better person. And so I think that's what's pushed me through uh, education. But also at 19, I almost died. I had cancer. 
So by default, my weight is like at 200 at six feet tall, right? That's, Mm-hmm. that's my regular weight. I was six feet tall and 120 pounds. Oh, wow. I, I could literally see my bones and, um, you know, going through the, going through that and going through chemo. And, um, I remember there were times where when you're going through chemo, it literally stops your cell reproduction. So I was, ex and then you had to eat 5,000 calories a day so that you, you know, could keep, you know, on weight. Mm hmm And so I remember being exhausted all the time. And when I would get to a destination, just sitting there for five minutes until working up the energy to literally lift my legs to get out of the car. And so going through that experience taught me that, um, you know, this is my second chance and they say the good die young. So I need to get it right now. <laughs> I don't have time to waste. I, I mean, I, I love all of that. I mean, all you're doing is making me fangirl even more. Um, and I don't know if you know this, there are some similarities in, in your story and mine. I don't know that I've ever shared it with you, but I said the same thing to my parents when I left for college and I only went down the street. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't leave. My dad didn't have any money for his college. And, and we technically, I think we, gr I grew up middle-class technically, just based on what he earned. But my dad was an addict who smoked all his extra money. So we never really saw that. So we were poverty stricken, which as you already alluded to is extremely traumatic. And I'm like you, I said, the only way I cannot have this be my life is to get an education. And once I leave, I'm not coming back. And even though I'm still in Delaware, <laughs> I never went back. And even now, you know, I think, and I think about even your story without knowing about your cancer, and how that is giving you a, a new lease on life. And it, it makes it makes so much make sense. Now I see why you operate in excellence and you don't half step in the way you serve your clients and the way that you show up for them and what you require of them is based on excellence because this is your second chance and to do it right. Like the fervor with which you do everything that it is that you do makes you such a blessing for the people that you serve. Um, And it all makes sense now. I should have had you on the podcast when you first became a client so I could understand. No, like this is, I'm really blown away like by by who you are and, and, and just what you've been through and what you've been able to accomplish and the work that it is that you do. The amazing curriculum that you've developed for your clients and the the desire to, to see them understand the importance of being in a different place financially. Like, I think it's one thing to grow up in poverty and something else entirely to become who you are, having to done, having done really well for yourself and make decisions to not go get those material things. Like, can we talk for just a second about your decision not to buy the, was it a Tesla? Yes. Yeah. So financially, I, I, I mean, I am a human being, so by default, I make mistakes, right? Yeah. And I felt like I felt like that was one of the things that I was kind of falling into was having a Tesla. It was like flashy to me. It was like having the butterfly doors was the epitome of wealth, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was going to, I had worked up enough to be able to do that at the end of the year. However... I was like, once I went to Mexico again, here we go. So I went to Mexico for my retreat and um, it was around my birthday as well. And while I was there, 
had like a mindset reset and came back and said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. It doesn't make sense. And the whole year in my mind, I had already pictured out, I was going to have a party and then I was going to have it delivered with a bow and I was going to act surprised. But then I realized that's not really what I need. It was all of want. And instead, let me invest this into another employee. So that's what I decided to do. And plus my car right now works fine. It's I've had it for six years. It And still it's has, cute. it's right. It's, It's branded. It's, it's, it's branded. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's it only, it doesn't even have 80,000 miles yet. We're still at like 70 something. Yeah. I only drive three miles a day pretty much. So mm -hmm. I don't really need something that I'm not in a car that much. Um, and if I do want to buy a car, I could just buy it cash. So I don't have a car note, um, you know, cause I, cause I also, when I went to California, I drove a Prius and I was like, oh, this ain't that bad. You know, mm -hmm. I drove a Prius. And then another time I drove a Ford Focus or something like that, mm -hmm. both hybrid vehicles. And um, they, they're they they're low enough for me to be able to pay cash for it if I want to mm -hmm. get it. So I don't have a car note. Um, but yeah, I was like the same feeling that I get in a Tesla, I can have in a Prius and I don't need to show off for anybody because at the end of the day, if I want to show off, I could show somebody my profit and loss statement. Okay, and on that note, we're going to take us a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. We'll be right back. I know you love the Move to Millions podcast. I know you can't wait every single week for me to drop a new episode. You know what that tells me? It tells me that you're also going to love my brand new book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. Listen to me. Everything you need to know to make millions of dollars without losing your shirt, your sanity, or anything that's important to you in the process is in this powerful book. It takes what you are experiencing each week on the podcast to the absolute next level. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy. You are listening to the Move to Millions podcast. I am here today with the Jaden Doye. And just before the break, he said if he wants to show off, he can show you his profit and loss statement. We were talking about his decision last year to not get the Tesla, the car of his dreams, and instead to reinvest that money back into his business to continue to go to the next level. That is so admirable, Jaden. Uh, and, I, and I say that as a woman who drives a BMW X7. <laughs> My car is literally someone's mortgage. So I, um, for me, I wanted, all I want, ever wanted was a nice place to live and a nice car to drive. Like if I can't be at home in an amazing place and I want to be in an amazing car, anything else, I buy my clothes, I buy clothes at Walmart. I got, I mean, I got clothes from Goodwill. Like I don't care about any of that other stuff, but I wanted a nice car and I, I wanted to live in a really, really nice place. But I, and I love how, The, the conviction with which you have made decisions about who you are without being concerned about what anybody else thinks of you. And I don't know many people in their early 30s who understand that. I mean, I just you, think that that is huge. I think I know why. So oh, tell I'm not us. a psychologist, but I do love to learn about human behavior. Which okay. Is another reason why I became an accountant. I love to learn about how people spend money. Mm -hmm. So humans by default, if you want, like, even if you watch a lot of fiction, you'll see that kids 
do what they need to do to impress their parents. Mm -hmm. How many people do we know that went to college uh, and went in a major that they hated just to just to impress yeah. their parents or they put up with so much disrespect and things from their parents? Well, I am one who doesn't feel I I, I lost all respect for my parents as a child. So mm -hmm. at that point, I had to be um, dance to the beat of my own drum. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has carried forward in, in into adulthood. And so, you know, I don't I really I don't have no kids. I don't have any you know, I don't have no dependents and I'm mm -hmm. not a dependent for anybody. Mm -hmm. So I think that 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 has been the common denominator that I've seen for people that don't necessarily feel the need to um, to to impress people and like live live by somebody else's means i th i think you're onto something there because even when i think about myself like the things that i have and i don't have a lot of material possessions because that doesn't do it for me either like i like experiences so like you i like to travel i'm not traveling well some months i am traveling twice a month so maybe i do sometimes do that but i, I would feel the same way like i would say the same things like i i didn't have this insatiable need or desire to, to prove to my parents something. I did struggle with comparison when I was younger um, and I'm a middle child. And so, you know, middle children are often like invisible, like you don't matter. The, the oldest kid is constantly getting in trouble and the youngest kid is being babied. And if you're in the middle, you're just lost. You're out there to figure it out on your own. And because of that, because I didn't have a lot of attention shown to me, I wanted attention but I did get out of that in like around college time. And as a result of that, it shaped a lot of the decisions that I make. So I definitely agree that the need for other people to be to for your validation to be about other people is the reason why some people do what it is that they, that they do and and how that even shows up in their businesses. Right. Like because you you said I, I studied or I became an accountant because I could study behavior and how people look at money, spend money, think about money. Like what are, are some of the things that you've identified and that you've seen that probably comes back from some child trauma and it's showing up in their business and their businesses finances? Right. That I'm sure that happens. Yep, absolutely. The way that people look at money. So um, a, a lot of people who don't come from money, there's a thought process that being wealthy is evil. Mm -hmm. And so some people struggle with the concept of being wealthy. Some people struggle with the concept of being a true CEO. A CEO of Walmart is not ringing people up. Matter of mm -hmm. fact, the cashier is not even ringing people up. They got robots for that. Right. Okay? The cashier, the, the CEO of McDonald's is not flipping burgers. He's mm -hmm. delegating. And so people feel that they're a sellout by delegating task in their business. And uh, all of that comes back to the ideology that we learned as a child that, oh, so-and-so, they act brand new because they got money or money is the root to all evil. That's a lie. Poverty is the root to all evil. Think about it. How many fights and killings and all of that, that all happens in a poor neighborhood. Every time I see a, a, a fight video on the street, it's never rich people. It's mm -hmm. always poor people. Not saying that rich people don't fight, but it's so common to, you know, being in poverty is so bad for our brain. First mm -hmm. of all, the foods that we that we uh, that we experience, all of the violence and the when you when you're poor, you're more likely to do something that you don't want to do for money. And yeah. then that just spreads in the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so good. You said two things that I want to pull on for just a second. 
people feel like they're a sellout if they don't, if they're not doing the work. Mm -hmm. That is, that's interesting. I mean, there was a point in time in my own business, full transparency, when I was like, I have to be the one who does it because it's just not going to be done right. And I don't know if I felt like a sellout, but I also resonate with what that means because I'm because I felt like. But they paid me right like this, like they're like they're buying me instead of buying the service and the service can be done by anyone. So I think that that's really interesting. And then, I mean, you just hit people in the face with a brick when you just said poverty is the root of all evil. And. I don't disagree. Like, I don't I don't think I've ever and I've interviewed a lot of people and I don't think I've ever heard anyone say poverty is the root of all evil. And it is well with my soul. Like, I completely agree with that. Like. And especially when you come from poverty and you're attempting to build a business. And how all of that. All of the things just kind of get in the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen it with clients without, you know, without talking about clients, but we've seen it with clients that are, that come from a poverty background that haven't figured out how to let go of that feeling of poverty, which even produces maybe some of that sellout that they feel because they can't delegate. They got to do all the things, even though, as you so eloquently said, you know, the CEO of Walmart, the CEO of McDonald's, the CEO of Target, they are not doing the very function that people come in to experience, which is really important. So how did you, how did you get to the point where you understood that in order for you to really get to your next level, you had to be able to delegate, you had to be able to build team. Where did that come from? I knew that from... Man, I mean, I've always been a leader, let's be clear. And I've mm-hmm. never done well in good in environments where there's a poor leadership. So okay. I've always seen the value of being a good leader and having a team. Um, and in my prior work experience, I was part of teams where it's like, it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. from a financial logistics standpoint, like, you know, I guess in accounting, we learn cost accounting and in cost accounting, they teach us uh, how automobiles, it goes down the assembly line and how each piece of the automobile has its own cost mm-hmm. and how it flows. So in my mind, I just figured, I think we all had to take cost accounting. This mm-hmm. should be clear to everybody, but it's not second mm-hmm. nature to everybody. And so when I'm working in accounting environments where it's like, you don't have like an entry level person doing the the paper retrieval and then the senior person doing the senior level work. It just doesn't make sense to me. And mm-hmm. so I saw it in chaos in previous work environments. And I'm one that learns by mistakes. Mm-hmm. You got to make the mistake and you don't got to tell me twice. I already seen it didn't work for so and so. And so coming into my business, I knew as soon as I could afford it, that I would. And so within the first a few months, I hired my first bookkeeper. And then and then I learned the beauty of a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you mean to tell me it's people overseas that will do work even better than people local and mm-hmm. to pay them less? And they're happy with that? Okay, mm-hmm. true. Don't got to <laughs> tell me twice. Right. <laughs> and, and it was a wrap from there. It was easy to scale once I could 
get my ebooks out there and all, mm -hmm. I had good marketing. Um, so, uh, and then I was clear on who my avatar was. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is how I scaled so quickly. I mean, we did at the time in COVID, you know, having a six figure business at one point was goals. Like mm -hmm. if you made a hundred thousand dollars, you made it. Right. And then when I made a hundred thousand dollars, I was like, I haven't made it. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So I was like, ooh, this is a little ghetto. Like this is <laughs> this is uh what we call um hood fabulous, you know, mm -hmm. ghetto fabulous. It's like it's glamorous, but it ain't really it. It's a lot of Kubrick zirconium yeah. over here. Yeah. So um so then so then I realized that 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 was a great milestone. I did celebrate that and, and I needed to hit that milestone. It was literally mind boggling to me. I had the biggest headache that day because I had never seen over $100,000 in my bank account. And then after that, you know, I was on to the next goal. Mm -hmm. Then I hit a million in, in, uh, in, in revenue in less than three years. And that was when I realized that that was like, I felt like, I felt it was weird. Like I felt, I felt like accomplished, but I also felt like focused on the next step. Yeah. So in life now, I'm giving myself permission to enjoy. I think that's the depression kind of fighting in. It's literally, it's literally science. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not something that I can just look in the mirror and say, oh, you're not sad. You're happy. It's literally the dopamine in the brain and the receptors and things of that nature. So, you know, through therapy, medication, drinking water, eating right, you know, I, I'm able to navigate better through that. Yeah, I think it, all of that is so important to realize the milestones and, and even hitting a million dollars. It's like, once you do it, it's like, great, but there are no violins. There is no, the heavens don't open. The seas don't part. The bushes don't burn when you make a million dollars. It's like, okay, I did this. I probably broke my own belief, just like Roger Banneker in the four minute mile. Now, what's the next milestone? And you, I think you pause and you celebrate, right? With And whatever that means to you, for you, that might be booking a trip to Mexico or international, right? Because you love travel and seeing the world. You do that thing that is an indication that you've achieved this milestone. But when you are greatness and you know that because your greatness, especially when you look at your backstory and what you have fought through to be this person this day, you know that there's more greatness ahead of you. And so you keep pressing. That is what is so admirable about your, your journey and everything that you've been through. We're going to take another quick break and then we'll be right back with Jaden Doye. Stuck on the six figure plateau. It's time that you cross over the million dollar milestone with grace and ease. Part memoir and part methodology, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind, helps entrepreneurs and business owners simplify their processes to multiply their profits. Known for breaking down complex topics, I equip you with all that you need to leave the headaches of scaling your business behind so that you can be empowered and edified without compromising any of your values in the process. It is time for you to make the move to millions. Grab your copy today at movetomillionsbook.com. Welcome back to the Move to Millions podcast. I am here today with our guest, 
the Jaden Doye, and we have been having an amazing conversation. Jaden, I just happened to look down at the form that you sent for this particular episode. And you said, I want to help business owners stop operating in poverty and understand that they need to pay themselves first in order to live in abundance. I don't think it's by accident that I landed on that particular line. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, We've already talked about your background and, you know, where you come from and recognizing that poverty is evil and making a decision at a very young age that that would not be your life. And then it it's transferred into your work at Prestige Accounting and all of the amazing things that you do over there to be able to help other business owners get out of poverty themselves in order to be able to change things. Here's the part that I think most people struggle with pay themselves first. And, you know, I'm a fan of Profit First by Mike Michalowicz as well. It Profit First really did change and revolutionize the way that I handled the money in my business. Um, why is that your mission today? I think that a lot of people go from working a job into starting a business because of freedom, time freedom, flexibility, and also the uncapped amount that you can make financially, but then they make the mistake of grinding it out for all these years and then they're behind on their bills and things of that nature. Yeah. So I, I think that um, I want to change that because there's so many people that would be great at, 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 they're great at what they do, but they struggle to grow their business and help impact more people because of their the barriers that they've set themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it's very important for me for people to understand that they need to pay themselves. Otherwise, uh, go get a job. You know, that's, right. that, that's my methodology on it. If you're not going to pay yourself a salary, go get a job where you can at least get a salary. Um, and so implementing Profit First, as an accountant, Profit First was one of those things where I was apprehensive at first. Mm-hmm. And then I shifted my mindset a bit, read it again, and then implemented it myself. And implementing it myself, I became debt free at the age of 27. Mm-hmm. And so once you see the possibilities, sometimes you have to experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. And after I experienced it myself, that that's all I needed to know to become a profit first professional myself. And so for years now, um, I've been, you know, under the guidance of Mike McCallowitz and his team, been helping other entrepreneurs implement that into their business. And it's been amazing to see, like, to see the face on somebody when I'm helping them run their payroll for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like that feeling is so amazing. Like that that makes me feel like very good about what I'm doing because I know I'm creating impact. It's yeah. not like it's I'm not one of those people who yes. I, I know I deserve to be wealthy and I enjoy having lots of money. However, I know that I'm creating a lot of impact and I'm in mm-hmm. not only impacting the business owner, but also their family, their yeah. children, you know? And so I mostly work with minorities and women. And so they've been led to believe that they need to stay in the kitchen in the bedroom instead of the boardroom. Mm-hmm. And I want to help shatter that glass ceiling so that we can see more phenomenal people be where they deserve to be in life and live the life that they desire. Yeah, I I I love all of that. Um I think I when I think about profit first and you're talking about, you know, when they 
pay, run payroll for the first time. How about the look when they get their first profit distribution? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I get excited about. You know, when we come to retreats and I'm like, okay, who's doing profit first? Did you write yourself a check? Like, we're, you know, April 1st is coming. I can't wait to write myself a check. Um, right. And the difference that it makes that you realize that you're not just in this business creating a good paying job for yourself, maybe, but you're actually in this business to influence yourself financially to be debt-free at the age of 27. That is not my story. <laughs> that is not my testimony. I mean, I think at 27, I pro- I had a lot of debt. Oh, I don't even know if we should get into why I had so much debt. I was literally, yeah, I was willing to pay people to, to be my friend. I feel like I, some of the things that I did, just because I didn't understand money. Like no one, not, not the kind of work that e- both of us are getting to do today where we're teaching people about money, no one taught me about money and I was completely financially illiterate until I filed bankruptcy. And I filed bankruptcy, I think I was 35 years old when I filed bankruptcy. I'm 47 now. And um, I know maybe I was 36 because anyway, um, that was when I, that's when I learned about what money was and became financially financially literate. Like no one had ever taught me. It's not taught in school. My dad didn't teach me anything about money, except for that you had to work hard from it for it. And it didn't grow on a tree out back. That's mm-hmm. all I learned about money growing up. And I made really, really poor decisions. And I was a terrible business owner making terrible decisions financially. Cause I just didn't know. And eventually the bottom fell out I couldn't keep it up anymore. I was robbing, I was literally robbing, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And then eventually I just couldn't keep up anymore. And the only thing I could do was either flee, flee the country, but I wouldn't have had any money to flee the country or file bankruptcy. Like those were the choices. And I was like, I have got to figure this out. And so similar to how you expressed and felt about being 27 and debt free, like, you know, three years later, I was a millionaire. Mm. And and a sustainable millionaire like, you know, the the amount of wealth that I possess today, because I now understand some of the things that, you know, you are teaching your clients. It is a game changer, especially when we come from poverty. And that's why I'm so I'm proud of the work that you do. And, you know, just we had a moment just before we came on um, recording to of me just celebrating you for an accomplishment you just had. Because it is such a big deal at your age, especially, and not that I want to make it about your age, but to be as young as you are, to understand what you understand and the multiple millions that you will produce yourself and help others produce. That's how you shake the planet, Jaden. And I'm just, I'm just grateful to know you and to know your journey and your story and and all that it is that you do. Um, before we call it an interview, I have, you know, a couple other questions I want to ask you, but I want to just give you the opportunity if there's anything that is on your heart to share about anything that we've talked about, or maybe even something that we didn't, that you feel is important for those who are going to listen to this episode that they know, I would like to give you the opportunity to share that. Yeah. One other thing about why I'm so passionate about Profit First is that it guarantees the business to be profitable. So when you do that, now you're not relying on loans. And loans nowadays are kind of easy to get, especially predatory loans. 
ourselves. Right. And we see so many people in our community. I've even fell victim of it where we take out a loan thinking it's going to save us. And in actuality, it puts us in a deeper hole. Yeah. You would be better off telling everybody, look, I cannot pay you. So cut my service off or charge me a late fee. But the late fees are actually lower yes. than the interest that you yeah. pay to these predatory loans. So I want people to really think about, really think about analyzing before you take out that loan, please have a conversation with your CPA to compare what your interest would be. And and if you're gonna take out a loan, make sure whatever you're using that money for will actually generate more money, yeah. like ads or something like that. Not mm -hmm. just taking it out to to pay payroll or or pay off another credit card because at that point it's already too late. Yeah, that's good. So good, so good. So as we talked about um, at a little bit, at some point in time, I, I mentioned that you are a client in our Move to Millions Mastermind in your second year. I just want to give you an opportunity to just talk about our ability to work together, some of the things that you have enjoyed about being in the program. Like, just imagine if someone walked up to you and was like, hey, Jaden, tell me about this Move to Millions Mastermind. What would you say? Um, I would say that... One, uh, having other people around you helps with the accountability. Um, but the biggest transformation for me was kind of like the, I was already on the right track when it comes to having three, like a tiered service offering. But um, I still, and in my mind, I thought my pricing was good, but it it could have been better. And so that was one of the, the monumental things that um, having, that I got from this program and being a part of this community is one, being able to effectively communicate what my value is and even changing the value, changing what it is that I do offer because some things were more low value. And so for me, it really pushed me to become more of a high value provider um, so that I can work with the high value clients that I enjoy working with. Um, and so once you have your, and you know, you have your different business systems that you teach us that we need to have uh, implemented and optimized in our business. And a lot of those things I felt like only improved by being a part of the mastermind. And, um, you know, some people are opposed to, to group because of whatever the reason is but everybody in the group is is working to to grow and it's it's not it's not messy you know what i'm saying like <laughs> usually a lot of times when you're a lot of around a lot of women it can get messy but i i'm glad that i haven't experienced any mess in the years that i've i've been around so um it's 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 a clear it's it's a clear it's clear that people that are struggling with their messaging, struggling with their pricing, struggling to, you know, they're in the messy middle, as you call it, and they really mm -hmm. do want to get the trajectory to a million dollar mark that that this is definitely a great program. Um, and also understanding that it's not overnight. So um, understanding that as long as you continue to make progress, that's that that's that's the key. Um, and also understanding that mindset, your mindset is going to be pushed. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that I had certain mindset blocks mm -hmm. until, you know, being 
in in the group. I mean, the first time I heard you talk on Clubhouse, it was clear. Mm-hmm. You were like, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. The white pick, the I love that white pick with the V neck and the middle <laughs> part and the short bob. And you were like, you know, if you have a million dollar business, that's only eighty four thousand dollars a month. That's only, you know, you divided it. You was like, you only need so-and-so people to pay you $5,000 a month for you to have a million-dollar business. Why is that so hard for you? And I was like, you weren't talking to me directly. You were just saying in general. And I was like, first of all, who is this lady? Where did she come from? Like, how she, how, and then you were talking profit first. And I'm like, okay, I, I felt like, I really felt, like our spirits were, you know, I felt like we were on the same plane and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been history ever since then. And I, and, and honestly, I know that some people are probably thinking like, I'm not ready. And I, and that was me for a while. I literally, I knew it's like, for me, I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. So I knew mentally where I needed to be in order to make it work mentally, financially, team wise. I knew that there was step one, two, and three that I needed to take in order for it to, for it to work for me mm-hmm. and for me to get in the program and hit the ground running. Some people don't, don't do the pre-work. There's pre-work to the pre-work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thank God that I did that because, um, you know, that, that made it a lot easier for me to do what I needed to do. Nice. Thank you for all of that. It And we love having you in the community. We love the energy that you bring to the table. We love your uh, your quirkiness. We love your confidence. We love all that is Jaden. I mean, you what, which retreat was it? Cabo that you didn't come to? And Fred was like, where is Jaden? Like, he stepped yeah. up his, his um, fashion game for you. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I saw. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. But yeah, so that that's really, really great. And I appreciate you saying all of those things. Um, I, before I let you go, I do have to do our last three little closing questions that just gives some grounding to the interview. We had such a great conversation around so many um, important things. But I, what I always like to do for our listeners is I want to make sure that as they're listening, they're building up their own professional library of tools and resources that they can utilize to continue on their journey, especially if they're not yet at the point where they can come to work with us in the mastermind or come to one of our events or or anything like that. Um, and so I want to know specifically for you, what is the tool you can't say profit first because we already talked about that. What is the tool that you swear by as you have built your business to the million dollar mark? Like what what, what tool do you swear by that you would tell anybody they need to have this in their business? Audible. Audible. Yeah. How many so books do you knowledge. get to listen to a week? Uh, <laughs> we're not going to say that. Okay. I, probably, I probably listen to a, a book a month. Okay. Uh, and I have some in my library. Um, you know, certain seasons are just busier than others. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, definitely Audible. When it when I was early in business, I had much more time to listen to books mm-hmm. than I do now. But I do make sure that because auditory digestion is a real thing. So mm-hmm. just like the way we eat affects our mental, what we listen to and what we what we what we hear affects us mentally as well. Yeah. So that is why I swear by Audible. There's so much information and value that you can get from that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to recording my book for Audible uh here soon. 
starting to look for uh, studios to be able to go in. I thought I could just record it on Zoom. <laughs> People are like, no, ma'am, you need to go into a studio, especially after Will Smith's book came out. I was like, oh, he done ruined it for everybody. Now we need choirs behind us and all of this, this whole production. Speaking right. of Audible and books, what is mm-hmm. one book that has been instrumental on your journey to the mil- uh, moving to the million dollar mark? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. In that book, it literally told you to write down what you want. So I wrote down, I wanted to be debt-free by 30 and make uh, over $100,000 that year. And I I succeeded both of those goals uh, within like the first two quarters of the year that I wrote that on the whiteboard. And so it was, it was, that was, that to me was like, if anything, if I got anything from that book, that one thing helped me out tremendously. Yeah. And sometimes it is you read a whole book for that one thing, right? The one thing you can take away that you're going to actually action is better than trying to do all the things that could happen. It. And then last question, what is one quote that when you're having a moment, when you're having a day, you go back to as a reminder of who you are and your mission, your vision and why you're here? Um, I literally say it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's I know I know that's a common statement but i it's literally not the end of the world right you will get through this like you get through everything else yeah that's so good and it's sometimes it's it's the things like that like because we make what's the saying when you make a mountain um make a molehill into a mountain like we make it so much bigger but reminding yourself that it's not the end of the world is like it just brings it back down allows you to have whatever moment you need to have and move beyond it Jaden, this has been amazing. I am so blown away by you. So blown away. And I'm grateful to know you, to be your coach and mentor, and just to continue to watch you do what you are here to do. I am so inspired. I thank you so much for taking the time to come and be on the podcast. I cannot wait for the world to hear your episode. And I mean, yeah, this has been amazing. You You are so welcome. it's been great to... Get it out. And I hope people get value from it. <laughs> I know they will get value from it. I know they will. And we'll make sure that we put every all of your information in the show notes so people can reach out to you, especially if you are an attorney and you do not have a CPA that understands how to help you to take your law practice to the next level. You definitely want to make sure that you get in touch with Jaden and Prestige Accounting so that they can help you go to the next level. So thank you so much for being here today, Jaden. All right, thanks. That was so good. Are you as moved as I am by this man's story to be his age, early 30s, and to possess the power and the knowledge that he possesses, despite all he's been through, what a testament, what an example of greatness. I am so excited that you had an opportunity to be a fly on the wall in this very powerful conversation with Jaden. Over the last two years of him being a client in our Move to Millions Mastermind, I have just continued to watch him show up fully and show out in every area of his life, achieving what some don't ever achieve in the lifetime in their business. It has been so amazing to watch him. He dropped 
some gems, y'all. Did y'all catch all the gems that he dropped? There are so many. Here are a couple of my favorites. He said very early, he realized that poverty was not meant for him. He said people feel that they are selling out if they have to delegate. And so one of his big missions in his work is to help his clients understand that delegation is the way to elevate. I think my absolute favorite was between two. Number one, poverty is the root of all evil. First time I ever heard that. And then secondly, six figures is hood fabulous. (laughs) I love that. That is an ode to my saying that six figures is the same as small business poverty, low six figures. I am really excited about what is going to happen in your life and in your business as a result of listening to this conversation that I had with Jaden over and over and over. I want you to take all of the success clues that he dropped and string them together and get yourself in connection and proximity to him. So we're going to put all of Jaden's information in the show notes. If this conversation moved you, would you do me the favor of taking the five seconds that it takes to rate and review this podcast. Every time you rate and review, you are actually helping us reach someone in another country who doesn't know that millions are their birthright and that to access them, they need only move. So I thank you in advance for taking the short amount of time that it takes to do something to bless someone else because you have been blessed by what we provide on this podcast. I appreciate you guys so much and I will see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If this episode has impacted you in any way, would you please take a moment and rate and review? Doing so helps us to deepen our impact and expand our reach around the world. And if you are ready to start your very own Move to Millions, I highly recommend that you order your very own copy of my brand new best-selling book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind. You can get your copy and our bonuses today at movetomillionsbook.com. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright, and to access them, you need only move. I'll see you next time.